peace and blessings to all of you guys in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Now, our topic of today says that proof that God is love. And that is what we're going to be talking about today. Throughout history, the devil has tried to prove so hard how God is not love. God has been pictured as this cruel high power that always seeks to punish and destroy. But is that true or is all a facade? Today we are going to be looking at the book of Chronicles in the Bible. After the children of Israel have sinned against God and they have worshipped all these idols and they have created even their own idols, when the chapter ends, we see that God restores them to their rightful place when they call out unto the Lord. God does not say, you went too far, therefore stay where you are. But God still takes them back and says, come my children. And God shows love. You know, sometimes in life when you have done something wrong to someone, right? And you go to them and you ask for forgiveness. The person might tell you that I still need time to heal. Therefore, stay away from me. Or they might not even want to hear your apology, right? But here we see that God does not do that. God does not tell the children of Israel that, no, guys, you guys went too far. You went and created your own idols and, you know, you did your own thing. You sacrificed to other gods and you created your own idols and you did all these kind of things that are an abomination unto me. So therefore, I also need time to heal. So stay away from me. God does not do that. But God shows love and he says, come, my children, come, let me restore you to your rightful place. One fascinating thing is that there would be one king who follows God, then the next king would rebel against God, right? This is the whole chapter of Chronicles and it's actually something that is so fascinating, right? Because you'd realize that one king rebels against God and then the following king it's either he's going to follow God or he keeps rebelling against God. Now, it, it was a trend that was going on. And as you read the book of Chronicles, you'd ask yourself, but why? Why is this happening? You know, because when one king follows Christ, there's peace in the land. And when the next king comes, he rebels against God. All of a sudden, there's wars and there's people who are coming against the people. And this is the trend that comes in, in the book of Chronicles, right? Now, the lesson that we learn from all of this is that God rewards us accordingly, right? God does not say, because the next king will rebel against me. Therefore, you might as well start suffering in advance. That is actually not the case that happens, right? No, it's not the case that happens. But each man gets what he has justly earned. This is why the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10, it then says, I... The Lord, search the heart, I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. So we realize here that even though the one king would rebel against God, God would not say to the next king, "Um, you guys are going to continue suffering and all of that. You're going to suffer in advance for, for the mistakes of the previous kings but when one king had done wrong against god and the next king comes and he actually repents god would restore them right god would not say no no you still need to suffer and all of that 
No, and this is the message that you can then get in our lives, guys. That as you're listening to this podcast, right? And as you're listening to this message, I don't know what other people have done that came before you. Maybe your fathers or the previous generation. But before we get there, guys, right? Before we get there, let us just read um, in the Bible. And it's in Exodus, Exodus chapter 20, verse 5 and 6. And see, what does the Bible say? about when we go against God and how God rewards us according to the generation or the problems of our fathers. Now, when we read Exodus chapter 20, verse 5 to 6, it then says, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments now as we just read in the bible guys now the point i was trying to make before is that you know as you're listening to this podcast you might be in a situation whereby maybe people in your family before you right with people that were going against God and, you know, they were doing all these things that were against God and all of that, right? And you might be finding yourself in that situation. Now, God says, no, 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 you don't have to suffer for their sins, right? And we read, as we just read in Exodus chapter 20, verse 5 to 6, God says, you don't have to suffer for their sins, right? For God says, he shows mercy to them that love him and keep his commandments. So you as well, remember as it says in Jeremiah 17, 10, that according to your own fruit as well, right? So if you plant a seed of going, of loving God and keeping his commandments, keep in mind the iniquity that God says he will visit upon you and your own children, it will not come to you, right? Because clearly you would have decided that, you know what, I choose God and I choose to do his things and I choose to do his ways. And this is the message that we're getting from here. So as you go on about your life, I just want you to keep that in mind. That if you also love God and you follow his commandments and you do what he says you must do. And you don't do this out of fear, guys. You don't do this out of fear or out of saying, I hope God does not punish me for this. No, but you do it because you love him. When you do something for someone that you love, you're not doing it out of out of um, fear or anything of that, but you're doing it from the heart. And this is how God wants us to have a relationship with him. Not to have a relationship out of fear, but a relationship out of love. God is love, guys. God is love. He loves you so much. If God had no love for you, then John 3 verse 16 would not exist. Right. Remember our topic for today says that proof that God is love. Right. So if God had no love for you today, as you're listening to this podcast, if God had no love for you, then the verse in John 3 verse 16 would not exist. And the verse says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life this is what the bible says it says whoever believes in him so it can be anyone it is not subject to a certain group of people right or limited to a certain group of people but it says for whoever believes in him should not perish but have 
everlasting life. Right? This is the whole point of all of this. God loves you so much. Right? When you look at nature, you realize God's love for us. These trees still produce fruits when the season comes. There is no way that when the season comes, the trees don't produce fruits. The trees still produce fruits. Right? The seas have a point where they don't pass. As a matter of fact, according to scientists, right, the world is 70% water and 30% land. So just imagine if all of a sudden the seas decided that they are going to pass their marks that God has set for them, right? Imagine we were all going to be gone. In, in, uh, we're just going to be gone, guys. And there'll be no trace of us because it is, according to scientists, they say, the world is 70% water and 30% land. So, but because God loves you, he sets a mark so that the seas cannot pass and come and consume. This is the love that God has for you, right? This is the, if God did not love you, you could have just allowed the seas to know, to pass and go there and just start devouring people and consuming people. But God does not allow that. Even looking at your own body today, when you get cut, right, let's say you get a mark or you get cut by something on your body, right? Your body does all it can to stitch you up because it does not want you to bleed out. Just think about that, guys. The body does everything that it possibly can do. If God did not love you, do you think possibly that, you know what, your skin would have a chance to recover from what it, it from the cut? Do you think it would be possible for your skin to recover from the cut that it would have gotten if God did not love you? But God designed your body in a way that even if you get a cut, even though we are now in sin, right? God would make sure that even though you get a cut of anyway, your body would heal itself and make sure that it closes up. This is the love that God has for you today. God loves you. Can I repeat that? God loves you and he does not want you to perish in sin. God wants to see you prosper in everything that you do, right? God wants to see you prosper in everything that you do and he has not come to destroy you and to make you suffer and everything like that. For he says in John 10 verse 10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. When you look at this verse, God says he has not come for you to have, for him to steal from you and to kill and to, to destroy and to punish like what he's been portrayed to be, right? But God has come that you might have life, right? God has come that you might have life and not just have life, but have it in abundance, right? God loves you. He came to give you life and to give you in abundance. First John 3 verse 1 then says, Behold, what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us, that we should be called sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth, the world knoweth us not, 
because it knew him not. Just keep that in mind, guys. It says that we should be called sons of God. Can I repeat that? That we should be called sons of God. We are being, God has taken it upon himself to call us his own sons. How powerful is that? That God should call you his own son, right? And this is the message that I want you to keep today. God has not come to steal, kill, or destroy from you, right? But he has come that you might have life in abundance. This is proof that God is love, guys. Just by looking at the nature, just by looking at your own body, just by looking, you know, nature has not changed. If there's something that has not changed in the world that we live in today, trees are still trees. There's no updated tree that now has Wi-Fi and that now has, you know, it is now growing in a different way. But trees have always been trees. Nature still has still been nature, which shows God does not change. God is still the same as he was yesterday, today, and forevermore. It is only our environment that changes because humans are constantly changing and we are constantly trying to improve our environments. But God remains God and he loves you so much. He loves you and he does not want to see you perish. God loves you. If we, if there's anything that you can be sure of today is that God loves you and he does not want you to perish in sin surrender all to god for he is stick for he is a friend that sticks closer than a brother and that is the end of our message for today may god bless you